All right. You're listening to Your Life in America live on KZAALP 96.5 FM Santa Barbara with D Ray and Miss Rosie. Rosie, how are you? Feeling good now. How are you? <laughs> Just trying to put some chill California vibes in the air because we're morning. We're in morning. So we're in morning, but it's La Tarde. The blue has turned to black. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're listening to Your Life in America. You can find all the Your Life in America shows on our SoundCloud page. Your Life in America on Instagram. It's Your Life in America 96.5 FM. There's a link to our SoundCloud there. We have an archive of shows. We're getting close to 40 shows. 40 what? whole shows. What is yeah. that, 40? 40, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're getting close to 40 whole... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> What was pardon, that? pardon me. <laughs> Forty whole shows, <laughs> a wide variety of um, interviews from. <laughs> Forty whole shows is what I meant to say. <laughs> say that nine times, listeners. Forty whole. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Um, yeah, your life in prison, volumes one through nine. Interviews with bands, rapper. Um, all kinds of different people. Uh, the SoundCloud, Pumps, yeah, drunks, thieves, <laughs> outlaws, all of God's losers. They come on to our show. What your life really is in a, a studio. I'm not gonna try. I was gonna try to say United States of America. They're basically all of my exes. Let's start there. <laughs> this is my old lineup. Uh, yeah, the link to the SoundCloud is um, up in on our Instagram page. Also, yourlifeinamerica.com is a connection of a. I can't even talk today, man. Wow. A collection. Yourlifeinamerica.com is a collection of writing. Um, Untie that tongue, dog. <laughs> Somebody give me a cherry. <laughs> Anybody got a cherry stem? Cherry. <laughs> or a starburst? <laughs> um, yourlifeinamerica.com is a collection of writing through Your Life in America that I've done. Um, over the past two years, uh, two yes, years, dos yeah. años, wow, dos años. Uh, yesterday, I hosted the open mic forum here, uh, live in the studio, to talk about uh, the uh, bring awareness to the closure of La Casa de la Raza, which will hopefully not be happening, but possibly be happening on October twenty fourth. Uh, if you go to our SoundCloud page, that whole forum is recorded and uploaded there, so all the information you need to know about what's happening is there. GoFundMe, Save La Casa de la Raza. You can donate money. Every Wednesday, we're here. Uh, every Wednesday, there's programmers here in the studio from 5 to 9. Follow our Instagram page to see all the updates on all that stuff. Um, your life in prison, I think I'm going to have Travis come. He said he's down, so we'll wait till you get back to do that. Is this the guy who's friends with Meat Cuffs? <laughs> meat Shank. Meat Shank. I love Meat Cuffs. Either way. I want to tell the story because it's just... Let him tell it. No, I will. But it's just so funny. Like, it's not what you would expect. It's not... It has... Yeah, I'm not even going to get into it. Can, before we get into meat shanks, <laughs> did you yeah. meat shank your arm? What's oh, it's that was a softball dive. Oh, yeah. I thought it was chocolate from the cookies we were eating. <laughs> that would check out. That would check out for me, too. Um, no, it's just... It's a scabbed up scrape. <laughs> yeah. Pete Rose into second base. <laughs> um... So yeah, we're, tr we're trying to get your life in prison. Uh, it should be volume ten, I think, lined up for November. So we'll do it when you get back. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Um, next Thursday, I'm going to have a friend of mine, a younger friend of mine named Henry, come in for an interview. The young buck named yeah. Henry. I don't know if he still has pink hair, but last time I saw him, he had pink hair. Well, no one will see him anyway. So Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's one of the most interesting people I've ever interacted with, and he's been asking to come on Your Life in America for a while. So I figured while you were gone would be an appropriate time to have him in. Because when I'm here, it's inappropriate? Well, no, but I just need someone to fill the void. Not that anybody can replace you, but... Um, Strong statement. It's true, though. No, Henry. It's, it's totally true. Big shoes to fill. I'm yeah. size eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I just wanted to give an update on the vape because I had talked about... I still OMG, haven't OMG, did you read the news about the chick in the hospital? Another one? Yes. Another man one. down from the vape. That's what I'm saying, man. So your day, how many off vape? I stopped counting. No, you didn't. You no, have, I really did. It's been like three. It's been like it's been like two weeks, I think. Off the juice. Yeah. Okay. About two weeks, and I've only had one can of Skull Snus, which is like not Skull Nuts. No, <laughs> Snus. It's like it's like not really. It's like kind of like chewing tobacco, but you can like swallow it and like. That's disgusting on various levels. It's it's not. It's Do you not sleep that bad. with it in your mouth. No, okay. it's not, dude. I'm not like a big chewer. It's just to kind of ease the urge you know what i mean <laughs> just to kind of ease ease the urge when i want to when i want to vape but yeah so i'm off the vape still very good which is, which is nice because i have been seeing those things about people dying and i'm just like man is vape just expensive not really so it's, it's really not that you expensive. don't think you'll be saving money or no i, I th probably yeah okay. i was spending a little bit of money probably like 20 or 30 bucks a month Mm -hmm. on it but what about the skull candies or whatever they're like five bucks okay i think but i've only mm -hmm. i've only bought one since i stopped so. okay yeah so dude i throw that thing responsible th as well yeah and i throw one of these things mm -hmm. in and just like 10 minutes i'm on a swerve dude. dude i love it i tried to throw one in before i facilitated a group and like, zip out <laughs> i got to my desk and get ready to go in the group and i was like whoa <laughs> i'm gonna take that thing Easy. Out, you guys read right amongst yourselves for the next 10 minutes <laughs> let me come down off this high <laughs> Sorry for my voice all scratchily. No, it sounds good. Horribly. I've been fighting a cold for five days. So you're leaving the country on Sunday. I am. That's I'm that's the, the cause of your absence yes. for the next uh, two shows. Two shows, yeah. Um, well, actually, I'll be here th that Thursday, but I'll probably you'll be, be in recovery jet mode. Yeah. Hashtag jet, jet lag. Yeah. So I'm going to Portugal. Yeah. Ooh, what? It's pretty awesome. This I know. MS dot in Portugal. <laughs> what? What? Overseas. So I googled. Portuguese fishermen, because <laughs> I know that that's what I want in life. Yeah. Like, I ultimately want to meet a, a fisherman that looks somewhat like a mix of Javier Bardem and George Clooney. <laughs> and I want to be, like, standing on the banks and him come up in his boat with the catch of the day and then look at me and realize that I'm the catch of the day. And then we lock eyes. And then all of a sudden, like, camera cuts to us to a lone, like, hotel and a restaurant. With wine? With wine. <laughs> and it's his local fish that he caught. I was just going to say mean, that. Like, and, or, or we're in his apartment. It's okay. I'm yeah. loose. I'll cut to straight to the apartment. I don't care. We don't have to go out to dinner in public. Would he have cooked the catch of the day that he caught? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he speaks minimal English, which is what I want. I don't want Just you, enough to communicate just enough, with a heavy accent? Just enough for the language of love. I don't need anything more, anything less. But then he tells me that I'm all that he's been looking for. <laughs> This lonely redhead from Santa Barbara. His, who's he's, not really a redhead. Who's not really red. Nor is not really from Santa Barbara either. So basically, my life's a lie, and his is the truth. And this sounds like Dwight's perfect crime. It is. And so he's been searching on his boat for years for me, and finds me. Guess where? In his own port of call. I'm there. Guess what? 
we get married in a small village ceremony. Kind of like Michael Corleone on Godfather a terrace. Part 2. <laughs> on a terrace. Kind of like that. And then I never returned <laughs> because I've been married to him. But so I ended up, that's just kind of my itinerary. It, okay. That's TBD. We don't yeah. know if it's going to happen. So I Googled. So there's a chance you may not come back. <laughs> well, knock on wood, because if I get married. Yeah. So You never know. You never know. So I Google Portuguese fishermen, my okay. friend and I at work, because I want to see what the local meat's up to, right? <laughs> I got um, a wide variety. The first one were men from the 30s. Okay. The pictures were from the 30s. So chances are they're dead now. Yeah. Okay. And then the ones that were alive were more on the 70 to 80 year range. Right? Okay. okay. A little a little on the obese side, <laughs> eating a lot of sweet bread. Yeah. And, and more not really on a boat, more so just like casting a net from just kind of a side area where their chair was firmly planted on like the end of a pier. Sounds so American. There was nothing really like, I wanted like the Portuguese version of- I'm pi- Yeah, I'm picturing it. I, I see where you're going. What was that? George- There's no young fishermen over no, there? I tra- I Googled maybe young they're off Portuguese the, maybe fish. They're, maybe, they're maybe they're not. off coast. That's fine. I'll swim. I don't care. <laughs> I'll do what I Were you about do. to reference a perfect storm yes, right now? I wanted like a perfect storm. Like, oh, here they come in. All the townspeople come <laughs> like to the Like Diane harbor. Lane and Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, we all come to the harbor and we weigh in the fish. I want that. It's not going to happen. You know that. At most. At but most, he was the only one that didn't make it through the storm. No. This is what's going to happen. At most, I'm going to get, you know, the 18-year-old, 17-year-old waiter <laughs> that wants to take down the old lady, the old American Teresa. Teresa. That's what I'm going to get. I'm going to get the young Marcello <laughs> that wants to take it down. And will you partake? Oh, God, question. no. No, no. There isn't enough benzos in the world to make me do that. Uh, so we will miss you while you're gone. Um, I'll keep you posted on Instagram, though, if I have internet Yeah, service. definitely. No, for sure. Because Verizon's starting to jam me up um hopefully so october 24th is the is the date that the building might close so hopefully it that doesn't happen so that we can still have shows here because if not then this would be your last show if the building why does everything last (laughs) you know how i feel i I don't like finality can you knock on some wood what do you mean my next my last so you won't so next week you're gone and then the following week, is I'll the, be here in town. I'll cruise by if you want me to. I might be a little maybe, but that's going to be the twenty fourth, and that might be the day that this is all done. So okay, well, we've decided what we we're going to do about our show, didn't we? Yeah. I made a decision. Turn it into a podcast. We're turning it into a podcast, yeah. people. Which re- which would require some work. So, but yeah, we're not one to stray away from putting some elbow grease in and doing some hard work. If I we could clean out Did our I garage Did I tell you what happened with hours? the gas can last week? I was with you. Oh, that's right. Oh you put enough gas on the street to start another Thomas fire. I told you. Dude, my fingernails the next day at work smelled like I worked at a 76. I smelled like Pony Boy Curtis. Literally. I was like, I just kept smelling oh my God. Valvoline on me or whatever it was. I was like, Dylan Octane really? 89. Another caper by Dylan Grove. Yeah, so as we've <laughs> talked about many times, I'm not a handyman. So when you said elbow grease, that's what I thought of. Why don't you tell them about I didn't your have, story I didn't have while the, I take down the I didn't have the elbow grease to figure out how to screw a nozzle onto a gas can. Okay. In With, your defense, no, it's true. that looked a little hard. It w- <laughs> 
It was kind of confusing, but then when I, but then when I, when I ran into, not ran, when I, tell next, them what happened. So I ran. So the gas gauge in my car does not work, and it's way too expensive to get fixed because it's a Volvo. So I just set the mileage, and I just drive until I think it's time to fill up. And so what happened was I had a long, I had a stressful, I, you know, I was busy, wasn't paying attention to the mileage and I ran out of gas right in front of our house though. Luckily ran out of gas. So you did the thing that you made fun of me for years. For doing. Exactly. I gotcha. Okay, but cool. see my gas gauge doesn't work though. Mine yours, does. yours works. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I just choose to you just it. choose to ignore it. Yeah. So, uh, went to my work, got a gas can and I'm like, okay, I'll, cause I've done this many times. Um, but the gas cans I've used in the past, they already have the nozzle. Are we good? No, yeah. I'm just chewing. Just oh, oh, you I'm can chew it. on the mic. Okay. You can chew on the mic. Well, when I chew gum, it's like yakety yeah. yak. Okay. Um, so I got the, the gas cans I have used in the past already have the nozzle hooked up gotcha. or it's easier. It's, and you this, just screw it on. Yeah. And this one had, I mean, somebody was telling me there's some new law. They have to make gas cans differently. This whole thing. So anyways, um, we, I got the gas and after the show, we went back to the house and I, if you noticed, I, I was putting it off. I was, cause I knew I was going to have trouble with it. And I was like, fine. Like, okay, you want to, and I asked you for your help and strike one. Yeah. <laughs> that shows my incompetence. And I just, I couldn't, the nozzle was connected to the gas can. So I knew that it had to go in. <laughs> You know, it, it, there there was nothing was wrong with the gas can. It was brand new. Yeah, I was the problem. So we what, were the problem. So what ended up happening is I was trying to get this nozzle in, and I couldn't do it. So I just jammed it in there, Always. thinking that I could hold the space and it would work. Didn't work. We went out to the car. I tried to put it in. Spilled gas everywhere, all, all over the side of the car, the all street. over the street. Then I got mad because I felt so stupid. And you're like, this could cause a major fire. No, I yeah. said, this will cause a major fire. And it was fire. actually <laughs> spilling onto a cigarette. The cigarette was <laughs> done and done yeah. for. But. And so... And then, and then, so finally went back and then we just thought, when in doubt, tape out, tape it, <laughs> when in doubt, tape it out. And so I taped it and it worked. Yeah, we taped it. And then, uh, I had went to pick somebody up, give them a ride. Who is a, this person is a handyman. And he's like, yeah, you just gotta, uh, you just have to put the nozzle in the black cap and screw it on. Wait, what? I'm still confused about it. I'm going to have to show my... Have, well, There's a black oh. cap. The, remember that black the, circle ring? Yes. You put the nozzle in there, uh -huh. and then you screw it on, and the black cap acts as your sealer. Ah. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And so, yeah. But it was oh. taped. We taped it, and it worked. These are things we're learning as we're home. We're not yeah. homeowners. We're home renters, but we're really <laughs> doing the repairs ourselves. I could talk to you about neurotransmitters and... You know, facilitate group therapy and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to figuring out how to use a gas can, I am useless. Me too. Well, <laughs> we taped it up pretty solid. It worked. It yeah. got you there. Okay. It worked. Uh, so that's everything that's going on with the show and everything. Uh, now that we have a spare room, we may turn it into a pot, an award-winning podcast an award studio. Podcast. Yeah, we'll see what happens. God, have a little faith. It's just it's going to be a lot of work, and I already know. I'm learning. I'm practicing this thing in my life where I don't commit to things that I know that I'm not going to be able to do. I'm not asking you to, to commit to it, Dylan. I'm just entertain saying, the idea. I'm just saying, food for thought. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can do that. Say that. Food for food thought. Food for thought. Food for thought. <laughs> um. Okay, let's just get this out of the way and let's just use this as our as our platform to vent our frustration. Your life in America is a is a Dodgers show. Mm. We, we support the Dodgers. Mm. We have it's part of what we do. It's part of our DNA. 
the boys in blue are our beloved group of people to us. Uh, Chavez Ravine is a beloved place to us. So your life in America is a Dodgers show. That being said, we ended Wednesday night, October 9th in utter disappointment. Shame. And pain. Shame. Shame and pain. Utter disappointment. I have no words really at this point. Well, I have a few words for Dave Roberts, but... So I was here doing the open mic thing. Mm -hmm. You were texting me. I saw Muncie homered. We're up 3-0. I'm like, cool. I texted you back. I don't think I should come home because we're winning, and every time I've watched the game this year, they've lost. And you That's said... That's not necessarily true. Every no, game you've watched, they've lost? No, That's all the playoff games I've sat down and watched, okay. they've lost. Okay. So, listening public, do you think that the entire balance of the National League Division Series, Championship Series, hangs on whether or not Dylan Grove comes home to have popcorn with his aunt? Chances I, are no. Should I plug? I'll plug uh, I'm gonna plug the call-in line okay, just great. so we have it. Just chances in case. are no. Um, no one's calling in. Yeah, you never know. If you want to call in and see if the fate of the Dodgers rested on my. Well, then if that's the case, a lot of people are angry at you. <laughs> so I ended up coming home, and um, we were fine when you got home. Yeah, we were, and it's just like, yeah. I mean, we everybody knows what happened. Clayton Kershaw came in. Saved us, then got us out of the inning. And then this is where everybody is character assassinating Dave Roberts, the Dodgers manager, and the entire front office for keeping him as the manager because he's made these type of decisions the past two years that have cost us championships. He rolls Clayton Kershaw back out in the eighth. Which he should not have done. But I, I, I won't lie to you. After Clayton came out, three pitches three-pitch strikeout. He was fired up. When he rolled out there, I was like, okay, he's horrible in the postseason, but maybe he'll be his old Clayton Kershaw self. First pitch, boom, home run. Okay, then take him out then. But he it's okay. It was still three to two. He should have taken okay. him out then. Yeah, agreed, agreed. He should have then. then taken him out. Next pitch, not even not even a pitch to waste. <laughs> not even a pitch Next to pitch, waste. boom, 20-year-old Juan Soto, 449 Lame feet into Soto. the LA night. I know. Ended up in Pasadena. Dude. And it's just, and then just ultimate deflation, Ooh. momentum killer, no outs. So Hello, then, darkness, my yeah, friend. Yeah, exactly. So then he takes Kershaw out. Maeda comes in and absolutely dominates. I think he struck out the side. Mm -hmm. Maeda came in and struck out the side. Why not just roll Maeda back out there for the ninth? No. What does he do? He puts in Joe Kelly. Mm, the man who again gave up the Dodgers. Yeah. Second in a row. Let's not forget you. Yep. And so Joe Kelly, but he did pitch. Sox a, fan. He pitched there. a good ninth. He pitched a good ninth. Three, three up, three down. The other problem is that our bats went cold. We couldn't hit, dude. Dude, we struck out 64 times over five games. That is like not, you can't win a series strike. Like, and a lot of those strikeouts were at important moments. And, and it's like in the eighth and the ninth, we had two chances to, to take the lead and win the game. And we didn't do it on mm -hmm. offense. Um, so then in the 10th, he rolls Joe Kelly back out there again. Why not Kenta Maeda? Because he already took him out. Oh, that's right. Maeda should have pitched the ninth, maybe Kelly in the 10th, okay. but he rolled Kelly Why out there bias? in the 10th. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Why not May at this point? Who I I know. Throw somebody in there. Joe Kelly was had a rough season. So he throws Joe Kelly back oh, out in the tent. Walk, hit, double. 
and then a grand freaking slam by Hallie Kendrick. An old Dodger. Dude, you and I are, we had another person there watching with us who I think was, he likes the Dodgers, but I saw your face and I felt like that hurt. You saw my face? I did. It you, was you could feel it because I could feel it. And I looked over and you were just like, it was bad. It was Dude, really bad. Dude, dead center line drive home run. I know. Grand slam. I was just like, we no, just, we both absolute silence and like, just discomfort in that room. <laughs> it was just, it was shocking. It was so shocking. It After was, you left, I sat in that chair did you cry for 30 minutes. Or eat? No, but oh. I was, I couldn't move. I was oh. in disbelief. I was just like, so, but then it's like, okay, we're down seven, three. And then what is AJ Pollock who struck out 11 times in this series and had no hits Seeger did nothing for me. Thank you. Seeger didn't, but AJ Pollock, I'm just saying this is the Dave Roberts thing that he's doing. Yeah. AJ Pollock, 11 strikeouts in four games. Absolutely atrocious in this series. Who does Dave Roberts put in to lead off AJ the Pollock. last at bat that mm. our, our season rests on these three outs? Mm -hmm. He starts the inning with AJ Pollock, the dude who's hitting the worst I know. in the series. And what does he do? He strikes out. Mm -hmm. And then we're and that's it. It's mm -hmm. so it's done. And so my take on it is that first and foremost, and, and I'll, these, are my, these are my closing thoughts because we're not going to talk about this till the spring. My closing thoughts are that in the offseason, the Dodgers needed pitching. Here's what they did. They spent $90 million on a three-year contract for Clayton Kershaw, who's a declining pitcher. Mm -hmm. That was the big, extend his contract, give him a bunch of money. He's a declining pitcher. He blows the lead, right? This is the connection I made. We spent that money on him, and then he comes in and blows the lead. There's one. Can we have our money back? Yeah, really. Joe Kelly. He, that's who we. That's who we, we picked up the in the off season. Yeah. We we mm -hmm. picked up him in the off season. Spent a bunch of money on him. Mm -hmm. He gives up the grand slam. Can we get our money back? Can we give him that's back it. to Boston? It's the vet. It was. It's like the veteran guys that we relied on. FYI, um, 100th anniversary of the 1919 Black Sox scandal. Good point. I'm saying maybe something was thrown. Maybe. Thing. Or. I don't know. So it's like those, I'm a you know. Theorist. I mean, and then so and then <coughs> and then the other the other off season, the other big move the Dodgers made in the off season was AJ Pollock, mm -hmm. who Send struck him back to Arizona. Eleven strikeouts. Who's an injury prone, um, injury prone outfielder. Eleven strikeouts. Did absolutely nothing in the series. Kershaw spent a bunch of money on McSinnis' contract. Gave up the lead. Kelly gave up the grand slam back to lose to the game. So back it's to like. AZ. That's what your off that's what your offseason moves did for you. Mm -hmm. They lost game 5 of the NLDS. On top of a manager who has no idea what he's doing. Well, I think he has an idea. I think he has an idea of what he's doing. I think you're correct he in, does. The, in the he assessment does. that he answers to a higher power. Whether it's analytical people, manager managerial staff, yeah. I don't know who it is he answers to. He might just be a power. puppet. Or he could Yeah, exactly. He's just a pawn in this whole game. Where's Rick Honeycutt in all this? Couldn't he just go, uh, Dave? Rick? I'm the pitching coach and let me tell you what these guys are about. Like, I have a secret like fantasy going with Rick Honeycutt. Love Rick. Love him. So he's, he's a baseball guy. Yeah, I love him. And he just looks like a baseball guy. He chews. You think he would just like go? He just Dave, had back surgery. Dave, I know what these guys are about. I'm their coach. But that, I nothing. agree. So instead of everybody getting all riled up of it's Kershaw and it's the choker joker yeah. and it's his fault, her fault, their fault, our fault, whatever's fault. The bottom line is those are the Clayton Kershaw is a good player. Regard For sure. Now you're right. No matter how many games you play, it doesn't matter unless you win the last game, right? According to Billy Bean, but according to yeah. Brad Pitt. But here's the deal. 
in the history and the span of his career, he's a great ball player. Agreed. He Same is. Same with Cody Bonger. Postseason, not very good. Yeah. But he was a great player throughout the entire season, yeah. right? Yep. Okay. Kike Hernandez, great postseason. He was doing pretty good there for a while. Terrible regular okay, season. Okay, terrible regular season. Yeah. So we have to support the players Agreed. themselves. Agreed. We cannot support. So I gave you this analogy at home. Yeah. I'm like, here it is. I have a son named Johnny. You have a son named Joey. Okay. Okay. Joey. Johnny my, and Joey. <laughs> my son Johnny and Joey are best friends, right? Yeah. Joey's parents are suspect, right? Joey's parents make questionable decisions. Okay. Maybe a little drug abuse here. Whatever. Sancha on the side. They're weekend warriors. They're weekend warriors. They don't let, you know, Johnny wear a seatbelt or whatever. Yeah. Joey. Who am I? Johnny or Joey? (laughs) Timmy. You'll be Timmy. I'm Johnny, right? Does that mean Timmy's a bad kid? No. It doesn't. Timmy's a great kid at heart. Kid, Agreed. Timmy tries hard at school and he gets A's. Yeah. The bottom line is he's starting to get C's. Yeah. Because his parents are failing him. And they're baked. And guess what? And they're baked. <laughs> and we can't let Johnny go play with Timmy because they're unsupervised. And they'll start toilet papering houses and yeah. making cars. Yep. So guess what? You lose the right to play with your friend Timmy, until your parents make questionable choices, unquestionable choices. Yeah. So here's the deal. I will not support them. I love them from a distance. I'm yeah. detaching with love until they get. <laughs> Shout proper, out Alanon. <laughs> until they get proper parenting skills. Yeah. Whether it be a foster home, whether Dave Roberts Joe has Madden. to go into therapy, whatever it is. That they need to be divorced from that management team, and then I'll allow my myself and my children to hang out with that family. <laughs> there that's it is. The, that's it. It's that's a wonderful it analogy. That's it. Analogy. It has. It's not a reflection of the child. It's, it's not, not a reflection of the, of the players. Be, yeah. It's your parents are screwed up, and they need to get their effing blank together. Yeah. Agree. Period. So, and lastly, is like the positive in this because there's a silver lining in every cloud. Is there? No, there isn't. But the positive in this is like last year. Last year, people were upset, but they knew the Red Sox were good. So it's like okay. 2017, we hadn't been to the World Series in so long. We got there. It was like, okay, this is exciting. And Houston was great. And we played a great series. Move on. This year, there's none of that. There's no excuse. There's no... And people are like in an absolute uproar about this. Yes, but will the uproar stay? That's what I'm saying. I'm hoping... Spring. I'm hoping that this, all of this uproar and all of this everything will finally force them to make some moves that have that have needed to be made because I, which is a new manager because it, I, I i don't see them stopping ticket sales i, I don't agree. see them stop any of that it, it's 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 not like we're gonna just revolt here but we should dave we needs should to keep go that we should keep october 9th in our vivid in yeah. our minds dude people the day were, of spring training just be like you yeah. know what this is how we felt yeah no i'm, I'm good we'll have to listen to this show okay <laughs> you will people were People lined up Kershaw jerseys at the exit of the ravine. Which I thought was and a little... It's a bit much, but they're upset, dude. Of course. They're upset, you know? They're upset, but you know what? What was Kershaw supposed to do? What's supposed he to say? He did I, his best. What was he supposed to do? Say, 
Sorry, boss. I can't go out there. Oh, he's going to go. He's going to have to go. But he made go. two bad pitches to he two good two, hitters. Yes, he made two bad pitches to two good hitters. But he did the best that he could do at that time. Hashtag Shoeless Joe. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's There's it. A, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I like to think that maybe something else is going maybe. on. You but, never know. I mean, that's it. That's it for now. We always love them. They'll always be our team. It's their, they're the boys. It's their yeah. parents. That suck. They yep. need to be in therapy. Um, okay, so we're going to take a break real quick. Um, and then when we come back, we're going to talk. Do we have a new segment? Yeah, we have a new segment. It's it's called, let's see. Um, Wear it or spare it with D-Ray and MS Dot. Wear it or spare it. Shopping with Rose. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. Here's one from the Kinks. Welcome back to Your Life in America, live on KZAA LP 96.5 FM with D-Ray, Miss Rosie. We're live here in the studio, broadcasting from La Casa de la Raza, and you are going to be listening to... Wear It or... Spare It! That was timing was off. was off. We'll have to learn that. Do you like the jazzy jingle? Here I we do, go. yeah. Here we go. Wear It or Spare It! <laughs> Okay, let me give, let's give, whoa, whoa. that was Charlie's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so quick, a quick back, not backstory, because we just came up with this. See, this is like literally five minutes of just 
my mind going, and we I came up we came up with this. Well, what happened is I went to the doctor, and I okay. got some medication. <laughs> okay, yeah. Shout out Klonopin. Shout out Klonopin <laughs> for my flight because I wanted some anti anxiety meds. Yeah. And I go to Dylan. I'm like, Dylan, are these safe? Because all of a sudden, everyone in my family thinks Dylan's a doctor. Which I'm not. I'm just a certified drug counselor. Yes. But we, <laughs> in our minds, that means he can shoot up Botox and talk <laughs> about drugs. Just give him a, give us another CCs of Botox, D. So I got some Klonopin for my flight and yeah. I was like are they are these going to work what are they going to do and he's like just try it so I tried it I could use a good K-pin swerve in my life so I tried <laughs> it and then we're like writing the show out right and he was he so, said should we do it what should we do well hold on okay so this is how it came up is I, I, I had thought of this earlier in the week is this dilemma that I'm going through I'm at a I'm at a I'm at a turning point here I'm at I'm in the crossroads oh no me, me crossroads um okay so i guess i'll just pose this question because i know for sure people have thought this um and we've talked about weight a lot on this show and and our physical our physical state and our struggle with carbs and all of that stuff um so recently i've recently my uh waist size has gone down a little bit Mm -hmm. in in like pants and shorts and all that yeah inches um, <laughs> and so, cause I've lost a little bit of weight and love weight. It, what? Love, love weight. weight. Yeah. Because I've fallen in love. Um, and, and I ride my bike a lot too. And I've, and I've ate about half as much as I used to, but that could easily change. Which brings me to the question. The pants size that I was wearing is very loose now. It's, I have to, I have to wear, I have to tighten my belt like pretty tight for the pants to fit. I wish I was that like that. <laughs> and um, so the other day I was I was like putting these pants on for work and I was like, God, I had to like really tighten them. And then I and then I, I like without the belt tightened, I was like, God, they're like really like they're like falling down, you know. And so it's I'm not a great feeling, though. It, it was. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just plagued with this fear that it's all going to come back because it probably will. But so I'm thinking do I, cause it, it's not that it's uncomfortable, but yeah, it's like, it's starting to become like, they're really loose, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, now I'm, th- and then, so then I'm thinking like, God, am I at the point where I'd go out and buy the next size down? No, no. <laughs> I know. I have no. a fear. I mean, I'm, I'm just living in fear about it. Because we plateau, especially when you get to like thirties and forties, uh-huh. we'll lose weight and then we plateau. And then in order to get to our, like our, our goal weight, we have to really, really, really struggle and really put in yeah. the weight you've lost. It wasn't really so much of a struggle. Yeah. You were riding your bike more, but it was more of like circumstantial circumstantial. Yeah. And so what I would do is I would keep with the belts, maybe buy one or two pant sizes that are just I'm like in between the, the a 35. Do they even make 35? No, I'm just saying in between your your old and your new. That would be so 35. In case, so or 36, I don't know. So 36 d- is my current. Okay. That I've had. That's the one that's that's not fitting. Okay. So get a 34. That's what I would drop down to. Yeah, get a 34. Just get one Small, or two. That's just one. It. Yeah. Just one or two. Just one or two. And then go from there. That's all you got to do is go from there. Because if you think look at holidays are coming around the corner. I know. The GF is out. I know, I know. There, I've, I've been, been sick. There's ramen galore the, all over that house. I'm off the nicotine. You're, so oh, my, wow. Off the nicotine, so my appetite is I won't like be there. The it's just you and the cat. I mean, come on. <laughs> Who hates me. 
See, yeah, the Dodgers. Oh wow, you're setting yeah, yourself up. This is exactly my point. So I would just, I would. You're not second. You're not going to gain like 15 pounds like I did. All of a sudden, I'm <laughs> because I was noticing the pants that. were getting a little bit loose, and I'm like, okay, fine. But then the and then it just kept dropping. And then the other day, I was like, God, should I like go out and buy a different size pant, different size pair of pants? I would wait till after Thanksgiving. Yeah, give yourself. I wonder after what my actual waist size should be at my height and weight. You can go get it. Like, just go get a um, measuring tape, like a fabric measuring tape. But I wonder what the average, like, what my waist size should be. It's just t- plug it into the internet. I'll I hate those things, like the, the CBMI or like stuff. the like the Rite Aid thing. You like weigh Wait, yourself. Do it online. No, do it online. I know, but like they have those little ones it's at Rite stupid. Aid, and you're just like waiting for your waiting in line. Like I'm gonna sit on the blood pressure machine. And oh it's like, no! And then you hit it, and it's like morbidly obese. Oh, I know. Like, oh You're gonna God. cuff out with all the homeless people in there, just waiting for their scripts. <laughs> I haven't done. I haven't done it because oh, no. I haven't done it because last time it told me I was like excessively obese. First of all, that cuff is unreliable, and <laughs> second true. of all, whose arm has been in that cuff? <laughs> Especially uh, the Ralphs on Carrillo. <laughs> I know no. people have had this struggle where they're like. Women have had it. Where it's like, but this what is do the I beginning do? of the eating disorder. I'm <laughs> telling you. What happened in this, the circumstantial weight loss was that like I got used to not eating that much, and then I realized like when I do eat it a lot, it's because I just like the way it makes me feel. Yeah, I like I just like to eat. Eating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, all right. Well, I'll play it by ear I would and see give, how it goes. Uh, my advice is to give it. Give until it some more time the end of thanksgiving that's a good idea see how you feel that's a good idea and if it's kind of staying where it's at it's current then yeah okay just, just get some it. new then get some new pants if it's yeah. current but if it can if you're gaining then just no harm no foul okay you know well there it you're is you're still lost a lot so you're still good there you yeah. go yeah all right thanks for helping me get that out you're welcome <laughs> okay so here so this brought up a, b- a bunch of things. That's when you said, "Should we do a segment called say?" I did. Yes so to then the I'm th- and then, so then I started thinking, like, God, it's so hard to find a good fitting shirt. <laughs> this is what I started thinking about. I have a couple shirts that I love to wear because they just fit me so well. And then every and and I don't know. It's probably like my self esteem too. But it's, I just feel like it's really hard to find a good fitting shirt for girls. I know it's way different, but um, so yeah, it's hard to find a good fitting shirt. So here are my questions for you. And you can you can apply this to yourself as a person, or would you like to see? So, in a guy? am I saying wear it or spare it? Is that how this you game could, is played? Yeah, you could be. Okay. Yeah. So, how is the game being played? I need to know the rules. Okay, I can ask you either or. Okay. I'll give you clothing item or clothing item, and you pick one. Or I can say the clothing item, and you say wear it, or then you say spare it. Okay, I like wear spare. Okay. Okay. Ankle socks. Wear. Nice. Agreed. High socks. Where? Okay, nice. What about high socks on guys with shorts? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Who are over the age of 30? Um, like basketball shorts? I mean, just high, high white socks and shorts. Oh, where? Where? Okay. Okay, where? Boxers. On a man? Yeah. Where? Briefs. Where? Okay. Tank top. Slingshot? <laughs> No, just like a regular tank, like a, like a, like a, you know, like a Quicksilver tank top. Spare. <laughs> okay. The fact that it's Quicksilver. <laughs> Whatever, you know what I mean. No, no. Okay, spare. slingshot. A slingshot where? But a spare on the, well, not, no, ew, ew. The Quicksilver tank is such a dad tee. Dude, It's such a dad, dad thing. Any tee, any t-shirt, any like No, but just, this, I mean like a Quicksilver tank top. No tank tops unless they're slingshots. And okay. if they're slingshots, they have to be when you're working out or underneath the t-shirt. Okay. Okay. Or actively, you know, engaging in okay. some sort of physical altercation with your wife. A, t- 
a tight fitting tight fitting t-shirts mm, uh, for a man spare okay spare women's i'd spare it as well i'm a i'm a size up t-shirt guy yeah. like i don't like tight shirts i, I just mean can't do it. you're not mike the entertainer what's his name from Jersey Shore, Mike. Oh, the, uh, the situation. Situation. <laughs> <laughs> the situation of Polly D. No, you're not that. Okay. Um, trucker hat. Spirit. <laughs> Spirit. Okay. Especially uh, a hipster's trucker hat. Okay. I mean, if you're a real trucker, yeah, doing the long haul from like. Kansas City. Then mesh it out. Mesh it out. But if you're just like some guy from Santa Barbara who wants to put a trucker hat when he goes to the farmer's market, no, spare that along with your butternut squash. Okay. A fitted baseball hat. Are you actively playing baseball? No, just fitted baseball hat. Fitted. Term fitted for me. Like my like a Dodger hat I have that's just it's like got the logo oh, on the back. Oh, wear it. Fitted. I'd wear it. Yeah. Okay. Um for women, wear it, yeah. What about just hat, hats in general on a guy? Like a fedora? Just any, yeah, hats in general on a guy. It depends on the hat, depends on the guy, but okay. I would say uh, wear. I'd like a little flair in the wear. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, ready? When dressing up, tie? Uh, yes, wear. Bow tie? Oh, <laughs> easy, chaplain. <laughs> Where are we going? A bow tie? I didn't... No, spare that. Spare okay. me the bow tie. <laughs> okay. A okay, here's the here's the either or question. Okay. Hair or no hair? Dicey. Well, I'm always gonna want hair on the body or on the head? We'll get to that next. Oh, okay. So we're, right now we're on the head? Head, yeah. Just on the, the head. head. Just hair. The head. Hair. <laughs> <laughs> hair or no hair. Well, of course a woman wants a man with luxurious locks like Patrick Dempsey. Well, <laughs> But some, I mean, some girls. But if you can't have hair, then you need to spare and shave. Okay. Do not do no like all. No my, George Costanza. Do not like. Do not do like all my exes do and save that one lone piece. <laughs> and just wrapping it around. Don't do it. It's a bad look. Just shave it off. Pick it off. Favorite. What's your favorite hairstyle on a guy? Hmm. I like a. I like a, a little bit of a pomp pompadour. Pomp. Yeah. I like a a little bit of a, like a classic 40s okay how about on a guy color in the hair like tips color in the hair in general spare really spare that dog <laughs> i mean unless i'm dating someone like Sid sugar Vicious. i mean come on sugar mark mcgrath no i'm not dating any man that, that, that will have to put foils on his hair that's gonna tip his hair I'm not doing that, and I'm certainly not going to date him. And the men that I date now that are in their 40s, the punk rock days have come and gone. Yeah. You're no longer putting <laughs> blue in your hair. You're not Tim Armstrong. Uh, and that includes men that dye their hair black. Yeah. No. Okay. Rock the, if you're 40 plus, salt and pepper out. Okay. Sandals. <laughs> what kind? <laughs> okay. I had this experience recently. Okay. Sandals. Where a, okay. a, a, a gentleman, a friend of mine, said, where are my sandals? <laughs> and I paused because I didn't ever think of that term. And second of all, um, he was a man. So, but he was wearing those blue ones with the bl blue and white stripe, just the one over it. Like yeah, the flip-flops, like what the a, Jordan flip-flops. 
but there's no toe separator. Yeah, those are like Jordan flip. Yeah, they're like okay. just those are just slide ins. Okay, slide ins. Yeah. That's not or what they're my called. Dad would call, my dad would call them go aheads. <laughs> you just go ahead. House Ro- shoes. Rose, just give me the go aheads. Okay, maybe um, I should be more specific. I wear sandals around the house and I wear them to the beach. That is it. Flip flops? The rest of my life, you will never catch me out in public or at an event with chunkless on. With chunkless on. Okay. Not happening. Do you wear socks with them? No. Okay. God, no. Um, I think men are okay with flip-flops. Yeah, backyard barbecue, you know, nope. just around the house chopping wood. I don't know. but <laughs> should probably have some shoes for <laughs> chopping wood. But, I mean, out in public? Ew, like, like uh, okay, here we go. Rainbow sandals. What the hell Where, are rainbow sandals? You know the brand Rainbow? Uh-uh. You never seen those? Uh-uh. Okay, never mind. Okay. Okay. Um, Tevas? No. <laughs> Anything um, with Velcro? No. Okay, so the either or was sandals or shoes. Shoes. Okay. Chucks or Vans? Chucks. Chucks or Adidas? Chucks. Vans or Adidas? Vans. Clearly, I'm a skater girl. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. Shorts or pants? Well, depending on... We live in Santa Barbara, so everyone's always going to wear shorts. But I like man. I if like you're a picturing man your ideal guy dressed up, what's he wearing? Shorts or pants? Dressed up? Just, just no, not like dressed date up. Night. Are you saying like date night? Just like he, whatever, you know. Pants. Pants? pants. Yeah. Okay. Cat dickies or jeans? Um, I like dickies. Okay. Yeah. What what color? Classic. Khaki. Okay. Shorts above the knee, below the knee. Oh, above the knee dangle? <laughs> no thanks. Okay. Who I'll says above the knee? Oh my god, that's the thing, dude. Okay, if you're a gay Nor- <laughs> Norwegian Norwegian tourist, maybe. In the hardcore scene, everybody go- wears above okay. the knee. Okay, well, how old are they? Twenty? No. Know. Below I'm the knee, be please. Young until I die. Below the knee, please. Okay. Next question: How far below the knee? <laughs> um, I like just below the like. I like mid calf. Okay, that's pretty far. That's a low short. That's a low short, yeah. Okay. Do you remember Jinko jeans? Jinko jeans. <laughs> I used to wear Jinko jeans. So yeah. did I. Jinko jeans, yeah. Dude, those were popping, man. That's a man. spare. That's a spare, though. Yeah, that's for spare. sure. That's a spare. For sure. Jinko yep. jeans, yeah. Jinko jeans were popping, yeah. though. For sure, like in 97. <laughs> well, I was in high school, yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> this, is liter- this is literally what I wrote. Body hair or smooth as an egg. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I wrote. Oh, right. I'm thinking of the Here's Dave the, the Dave Chappelle thing. Here's the deal. Okay. With body hair and women. Okay. We like body hair on women on men. We okay. like some body hair. We like the classic body hair. Okay. We like the chest, okay. the treasure trail. You know, we like that because it's virility. It's a sign of virility. Okay. It's a sign that you're a man. You have something that we don't. Very similar to women's anatomy. Of because course. It's of course. Something you don't have. Of it's course. something new, right? Now, Rosie's weird. Miss Rose is weird. I like body hair anywhere. I can get it. Back of the neck, on your elbows, gorillas. I like it all. Like, I just, I think the hairier, the better, right? Now, having said that, I was in a relationship with a man who was as hairy as, it was a mountain lion. It was so bad, right? Steve Carell in 40-Year-Old Virgin. It was so bad. The body hair was so bad that we've, we tried everything Nair. We were heading towards electrolysis. <laughs> we did, you know, the manscaper, everything. It got to the point where 
we just decided it was embarrassing for me. It got to the point where it was just was like, it coming out of the back collar of the shirt? Ears everywhere. Ears. Ever, it was the front of the chest right here. That's a that's a lot. That's a lot of hair. Yeah. And I, and and I like it when quote unquote he would knock it back. That was the term. Let me just knock it back. I'm gonna knock it back. Do you knock it back? There's so much hair <laughs> on the floor of our and it's growing back. And it's growing back with a vengeance. With a venge, dude. dude. Thighs, kneecaps, toes, everything is covered. People are in shaving it. their thighs? Oh, everything. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Knocking it back. That's going to be back. like a two hour job. And if you think what's up is <laughs> what it's hairy up north, imagine what South looks like. So I'm just saying. That was a I, little too can't. much for me. That was a little. I like Sonny Corleone look, like the little shoulder. But he's Italian. I mean, this it's... was way too much for me. And when I, I when I nared his back and it smelled like olive was on fire, I knew that we were in trouble. And I was like, I can't be in this relationship like this anymore. I can't do it. I cannot continually order on Amazon a manscaper, which was basically a device that you attach your your um, oh trimming God. tool too so you could reach the back of your own back if one more man asked me rose could you <laughs> shave my back for me i'm not doing it i'm not doing it so cut to two years later i'm in a relationship if you will the man's like a hairless cat there's there nothing on there nothing to be had well no there you go hair whatsoever do you find yourself missing it um there's a little hair like on the treasure trail, but um, <laughs> I do. I, I I like I you know I'm a sucker for like the man that can yeah, uh, chop wood and yeah. uh, make fire and like burn my own hair, like you know like. But it sometimes too much hair is too much. I mean, when it's, it's clogging your drain <laughs> and you're not the female in the relationship. If it's cur- if it's curling out of the shirt collar, oh, it's always curling it's out. Too, that's too it's much so for me. Guido. You have to take care of that. It's so Guido. Yeah. Well, you knock it back. Let me <laughs> knock it back. Okay, here's one: a man with shaved arms. Again, that was knocking it back. Shaved arms. Shaved arms. Uh-huh. Yeah, he would shave his arms, and even then, you would still see the hair because it was so. And it thick. gets prickly. It gets prickly. Yeah, yeah. it's not fun. What so about I would a man with shaved legs? Oh. Uh, uh, it happens. Well, it does. Does it? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Who dude. shaves their legs? I know plenty of people. My dad didn't have leg hair just because he wore pants because he was a laborer. So he wore pants. So the hair just would towards yeah. the end of his life. He had no hair on his legs. But for a man, if I okay, let me just tell you this: if I were to go into the restroom and my husband or my just significant other on the, was just leg, leg on the up, tub, just, just leg up, and he had his pink razor, hey out. babe, I grabbed hey. your Venus. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> hey babe, pack up your stuff. You're moving out. Okay, take your Gillette with you. No, I would. I, I grabbed your extra Venus cartridge. I hope you don't mind. No, with my coconut. I'm your Venus. My coconut cream shaver. No. If, if I saw my significant other shaving his legs, I would question his. Yeah. Well, that's. I would question what was that's going why on I asked. in that relationship. That's why I asked. Yeah. Okay. Tats or no tats? Tattoos or no tattoos? I've always been a tattoo person. Um, lately, I'm, I'm preferring a man with no tats. You like a guy with a neck tat who can pull it off. Are, are you telling me I do? You you say that all the time. Oh, well, I, I didn't know if you were telling me. No, I, you do. I love you like a guy with prisoners. I you lo- like a guy with a good neck tat. Ha- I, I, I like a good neck tat, but I also like a good neck tat that doesn't mean you have a rap sheet. Yeah. I want a neck tat that also means you have health insurance. Yeah. It doesn't have to say Khalifa's across the throat. Or Mama tried. <laughs> or... <laughs> or the lips. Or just the... Have you seen the lips? Oh, 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 oh. No. Um, no. Okay. Um, here's one that, that I... 
that I was laughing at earrings. <laughs> currently, currently with someone that wears earrings. Okay. Two earrings. Two, Not, which is a bold move. Well, I'd rather it be two than one. Would you? Oh, yeah. Because one, one is like 98, dude. Oh, okay. Both, two of them, and they're nice. They're diamonds. Diamonds. So okay. Nice. Yeah. Two okay. diamond earrings, I can see. When I was in high school, that was the big style. It was like, you know, pro club, blank t-shirts, jeans, vans, and diamond earrings. Like, okay. That was like the thing. Do you have your ears first? No. Oh, okay. Never. Um, I, you know what I can't do? The plugs. The big, like, no. let me put my fist through your earlobe. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> Not going to happen. No. You don't like that. Some no. girls like that. And I don't like a man with um, a lip ring. Okay, my next question was piercings. Or a nipple ring, which I've had both, <laughs> ironically. I'm a nipple pierced in 97. <laughs> Why? I've actually experienced that as well. You nipple pierced No, you? not oh. me, but oh. I've, yeah. Okay. Um, Can we say so nipple? Said it. <laughs> <laughs> piercings are piercings only the... Diamond earrings, nothing yeah, else. Yeah, nothing else. What no. about what about the classic eyebrow piercing? Oh, the eyebrow. Um, my ex had that. <laughs> Checks out. Funny because you know. <laughs> Go to Seven Eleven. You want some hot funyuns? Ex had that along with the nipple. Um, Dude, the eyebrow the piercing. Eyebrow, yeah. That is just that's a, and the tribal that's tattoo. A Cedar City, Utah, and thing, the tribal weird. tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> what tribe i don't know but um pierce them if you got them <laughs> no no to that no no across the board just just okay. classic ears just classic ears and and even then with the men i don't really like it i don't yeah i mean it's there i don't like uh but i don't like it no me either i'm not, I'm not I don't a tattoo like it. guy i'm not, I'm not it's not guy. it's not a turn off you yeah. have a tattoo but it's not like but that's like a 15 i mean that's a yeah. young and i have tattoos and that's I was my young. younger self yeah. letting my friend practice an upside down peace sign yeah there you go but okay. i no. Mm-mm. okay in a man truck or car do you do you want me wait what are you asking because my mind went somewhere else truck do you want or me car to, to be in the truck? No. Oh, oh, do you want him driving? Just as their vehicle, truck or car? Um, I prefer if it's a truck to be a truck. Okay. If it's a car to be a luxury car. Like a nice sedan? Yeah. I don't want, I don't want a Subaru or yeah. a Hyundai. Yeah. I want like, I want like. Like just a nice new Honda Lexus. Accord. Or, no, I don't want oh. a Honda Accord. No. But have you seen the new Honda no, Accords? No, so sorry. Nice. Don't want it. No. I want it. If you're going to drive a car, you're going to drive a Mercedes, a wow. Beamer. I want an Alfa Romeo. I want a Jag. I want wow. something luxury. Okay. I do not want. I want a Lexus. I want an Audi. I want. But if you're going to drive a truck, then do a truck. That's fine. Okay. Truck's fine. No motorcycle. Done with that. <laughs> yeah. Done with that. Done with the motorcycle. I've done that. I've been down that road. Literally. <laughs> I've been down that road on a triumph, and it was not fun. Uh, okay, last question. Office job or construction guy? God, you're really hitting me where it hurts. I've had both. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. Actually, it doesn't matter. Okay. It, it used to matter. I, I used to want labor because it means he was a man. But yeah. really, a man is how you take care of your family and yourself. And your emotional needs. Yeah. So office job is fine. It's not a big deal. Well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Nice. Okay. I like it. So the wear and spirit became Rosie's Either dating or. life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> not intentionally. That's just what happened. We can do that with like more detailed articles of clothing. Too. Yes, we'll do it again. Yeah. Okay, okay, let's we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back. And we'll finish up by talking. So we, we've started this thing where we're going to bring in a movie TV character, maybe one a week or two a week, mm -hmm. uh, just characters that we both appreciate and are interested in. And, and uh, we'll we'll start the we'll start. We'll come back on air with a clip from this character. Um, and yeah. We'll be right back. Here's one from Patty Smith. Purpose. What are you doing? 
I just said don't overcook it. You're overcooking it. Bring it over. You want your steak? Bring it over. Bring it over. It's like a piece of charcoal. Bring it over here. You want your... All right, welcome back to Your Life in America, live on KZAA LP 96.5 FM, Santa Barbara. Also, a hello to people listening on SoundCloud. Not very many, but thank you for listening. Um, so that was a clip from... Raging Bull, and 1980. The, and the great... Robert De Niro. Oh. <coughs> Bring it over! It's a piece of charcoal. <laughs> Yeah, so we last week we talked about and like I've just had all of these all of these characters coming into my mind. Danny Rayburn from Bloodline, uh, Max Fisher from Rushmore, um, Donnie Darko, mm, just like all these amazing one. characters. Good so one. we can do this every week. Um, but we had just well, I so special shout out to Rosie for doing like three weeks of my film studies homework for me. <laughs> I'd be happy to do more of it yeah. before I leave for Portugal because it's so much fun. Yeah. And I, I kind of like, I I've watched the last two weeks I've actually watched the movies. So it's, I can, I can, I've been able to do it. But, uh, one of the weeks, one of the options was raging bull mm-hmm. who my dad has always told me for a long time that I need to watch that movie. Every American yeah. needs to watch. My dad movie. also basically sat me down when I was eight years old and said, you need to watch stand by me. And so we watched it. Jeff Grove, shout yeah, out. I know. So I uh, watched raging and you, and you are like my go-to movie person. Anything you tell me to watch, I know it will be good. So I will watch it. And Aww. when you were like, Oh, raging bull, I was like, okay. And I watched it and, and it had an effect on me. It was just like, epic film. Yeah. It was so epic. And fury, one of my favorite bands, my favorite band right now. Um, they released an album called failed entertainment and, mm. and a big, and the interview with the singer was like, he said his two biggest inspiration, he's like a movie buff, the singer of Fury, and he said his two biggest inspirations for writing that album were Raging Bull and Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah. oh, I can see how they connect, though. Yeah, and he, uh, <coughs> and I forget the interview, there's some reference to the, the little monologue when he says, now that's entertainment. Yeah. And so he, Before he primes the yeah, show. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so Actually, all, in reality, what was originally scripted was he was supposed to say the monologue from On the Waterfront when, okay. he says, when Brando was saying, I should have been a contender, I, should, I could have mm-hmm. been a contender. But they cut that out because they thought it was just too obvious, so they yeah. changed it to that monologue, yeah. Um, yeah, fun so, facts by Rosie <laughs> Bro. So all of those things combined <coughs> made, made because uh, Fury, the band, and that singer I've met before, and I was just like such a huge inspiration to me. And so that combined with, you know, just the movie itself is like, I, I'm such a, I'm such like a, I don't know if a sucker is the right word, but for like a, a complex, like raw and like angry and just edgy and just like really just a complex like um, uh, antagonist or protagonist. Mm-hmm. I don't know who to be. It's just like, <laughs> I think it's might be the counselor in it, but I just get really mm-hmm. into it. And then like Jake LaMotta, Robert De Niro, who plays mm-hmm. Jake LaMotta on Raging Bull, I felt that so much in so many scenes. It's just like, this is such a troubled guy. Yeah. Such a troubled guy, but yet he's this like amazingly talented boxer, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyways, I'll, I'll, I can add later, but so do you have, you have some so stuff I have about some, it? Some, so this is what I think that we like about this segment is that okay. we can talk about our favorite movie characters and shed a little light onto who they are. Because in, in, real our, life. in our world, fictional characters are real. real yeah. <laughs> and in this case, this is what happens to be a real person. Yeah. Um, it won't happen all the time, but this happens to be a real person. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit about their backstory. And then you can do homework. 
Yeah. Because you can tell us about what you felt since I wrote the homework for you. For sure. So a little bit about Jake LaMotta. Yeah, we uh, can switch off. Um, born in July, July 10th, 1922. His name is Jacobe LaMotta. Okay. Um, born in the Bronx, right? Lower East Side of New York. His mother Whoa, was... Whoa, yeah. shout out Lower East Side. <laughs> war zone. Yeah. The war zone. But his mother was U.S. born, although she was born to Italian immigrants. His father was born in Sicily and came over to America. Okay. Um, they were a rough and tumble family. Didn't have much money, as most people in the 20s didn't. So Jake's father forced him to fight with other boys in the neighborhood uh, for entertainment for the neighborhood. And then they would, you know, throw money at him. And then yeah. Jake's father would go around and collect all the money. And that's how they'd pay the rent. There's a lot of Puerto Ricans in Lower East <coughs> Side in New York, too. Yeah. And then yeah. that's how they would pay the rent is he would just fight to pay his rent. Um, he, you know, hung around bad kids, troubled youth. Um, he attempted robbery at a young age and sent him to a reform school in upstate New York where he learned to become a pro boxer. A boxer, wow. and then he became pro at age 19. Nice. So um, on and on, we could go through his many bouts throughout the 40s. I mean, he had Jimmy Reeves in 43, Sugar uh -huh. Ray 42, 43, yep. 45, Billy Fox, in which he threw in um, November of 47, which he actually admitted to throwing back in later in 1960 to gain favor with the mob. Powerful scene in the movie. <coughs> Powerful scene. Powerful which, yeah. scene in the movie. Um, he fought uh, Marcel Sardin. He was coming back. <coughs> Sorry, I have a cold. He was coming back from... Marcel Sardin was a French fighter. Coming back to fight him back in 49 and his airplane crashed and he was killed. Crazy. Um, and then finally he went back to Sugar Ray in 51, won by a technical knockout on the 13th round. That was called the St. Valentine's Day Massacre because it happened on St. Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, okay. Um, and LaMotta never did hit the canvas. So he didn't. He, he Another amazingly powerful at, scene in the up movie. Up against the ropes. So why was he called the Raging Bull? Why was he called the Bronx, you know, um, the Bronx Bull? Um, he wasn't, he was a rough fighter. He was not a big puncher at all. Uh-uh. Um, but he would subject his opponents to vicious, vicious, vicious beatings. Yeah. So much so that Robinson once stated that he was he when he had him up against the ropes in the thirteenth round, he said he wasn't looking at someone that was human. He said I, I saw an, a monster, an animal. <laughs> like he was just an animal. So it's insane. Yeah. So post boxing, um And he, all of these fights that you just mentioned are um depicted in the movie most for the of most them are. part most the billy fox fight are yeah the most yeah. of them are yeah the all the all, i think all the sugar ray fights <coughs> yeah the title fight with the ones um, his younger youth no i think it starts with him i can't remember who trying, he's fighting in the beginning yeah, but yeah. yeah so um i think it was jimmy reeves in, in 43 so uh post-boxing he owned a couple bars moved to miami he became a pimp <laughs> unfortunately in 58 he was arrested and charged for pimping out young girls and was convicted and was sent to a chain gang for six months. Mm. Um, he became a film actor um, and was pretty sought out for films. In 1961, he, he was in The Hustler with Paul Newman um, and uh, played the bartender in that movie about um, a pool hustler. So he had various careers. I mean, he was known for being an outlandish character. In the movie, <coughs> in the movie what I got was that he... He, he was kind of trying to do stand-up comedy. Yeah, he was trying to do that. He was trying to become an entertainer. Um, he was just trying to capitalize on the fact of who he was. Yeah. And most people... He didn't really have it, though. No, he didn't. But he also did have a lot of charisma and a lot of charm. Yeah. And the film doesn't really touch on that. Um, 
So the film, not at all. No, not at all. Not at all. It, it, it touches more on his downfall than it definitely, does anything. Definitely. Uh, so the film came out in 1980. It was based on the memoir of that he wrote. It, yeah. Called Raging Bull, my story. Um, Scorsese did not want to do it at all. He was reluctant to develop it at whatsoever. Um, he read the book and then he uh, eventually grew to relate to his story. As he's reading the book, simultaneously cut to New York City. Robert De Niro is filming Godfather Part Two and happens to be reading the same book. Wow. And thinks it's a crappy piece of book. He says it's written poorly, but I like this character a lot. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to work with here. Contact Scorsese. Scorsese, eh, I don't want to do anything with it. Yeah. He's lame. Blah, blah, blah. This is stupid. Da, 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 da. Um, so uh, what happened was Scorsese was going through a very dark period in his life. Uh, suffered a massive, massive cocaine overdose. Wow. Almost died. I didn't know that. Um, and when he came out of it, he uh, the book was by his bedside. And he realized that... Uh, he began to relate every uh, began to relate very personally to the story of Jake LaMotta, and he saw that the boxing ring can be an allegory for whatever you do in life. And he quote says, "I would agree um, with that. When I make movies, you rate you. When you make movies, you're in the ring every single time." So he decided to go ahead and film the movie, and he expected it to be his last major film. He said it was going to be a flop. It was going to f- film in black and white. Yep. Um, he had done Mean Streets. He'd done Taxi Driver. He famously did the last waltz about the band, which was a hit. Um, and he just didn't think people would want anything to do with this guy. He is a terrible character. Yeah. Um, so he basically did. There was like no holds barred. People are going to not like this anyway. So let's just have complete artistic freedom with it, whatever we want to do. Yeah, and because it was, no one's gonna like this. This is gonna yeah. be a box office bomb. It was personal to him too. Yeah, but like I, but let's just kind of throw everything we can and see what sticks because let's let's do it. Um, the casting was interesting at the time. Joe Pesci had not been a film actor at all. So this was his first role. He was an unknown. They had a really hard time casting Vicky. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joe Pesci was at a club in New York and saw a picture of Kathy Moriarty on, on a wall. She was a model and said, she looks like Vicky LaMotta. Find her. And they found her. She auditioned. And that was her first she role. She looks exactly so Pesci like her, yeah. and Moriarty, that was their first role. Um, Joe Pesci, too. I know this is about De Niro's character, but... <laughs> and you know what's Joe Pesci's of- character is so... He plays... His brother. Uh, his brother, and mm-hmm. he's so funny. And what's great it's about just that? Classic, it's classic, classic but it's, Joe Pesci. It's classic Joe Pesci, but it's Joe Pesci before Joe Pesci became Joe Pesci. Exactly. So he's got. He, it's way before Goodfellas. It's 10, yeah. 11 years before Goodfellas. So he doesn't have that bravado. He's very shy and weak and scared of his brother. And <laughs> but he's he so doesn't funny really know though. how to stand up to yeah. him. And he doesn't really have the acting chops yet. Which all that, you do is eat. <laughs> he doesn't really have the acting chops that De Niro has yet. Yeah. You could see that he's still pretty much a minor yeah. player. Um, <clears throat> so to for each boxing scene was choreographed for specific a visual style, which you will get into because you watched the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so each specific scenario, boxing s- scenario, whether it be with Marcel Sardin, if it was with Jimmy Reeves, mm-hmm. they did it for specific lighting, for specific direction. Yeah. They did it in a chunk of time, and then they went and told De Niro, now go gain 60 pounds. Yeah. And he went and gained 60 pounds. And then they filmed the latter portion of him. He's fat, his too. <laughs> to the, post, the post-boxing Lamada. 
Um, so what happened at the end of it, after everything was done, you could go on for hours of how this was filmed and the lighting and the, the use of um, the use of lighting, the use of shadowing, yep. um, the use of shadowing and it being a boxing story and shadow boxing is just ah, amazing. Yeah. Um, you can go on for hours, but it was nominated for eight Academy Awards, um, one best actor, one best editing. Wow. Um, and it became, you know, one of the top five films ever in, I think, cinematic history. So yeah. it is a great film. It's, um, it's comedic to us because I think we know these actors um, now as older gentlemen. We see, we've seen, but to picture ourselves in night. You can't, but I mean, to be in 1980 and not knowing what this young Bob De Niro is going to do with his life. Yeah. You know, he's not going to do Ugly Grandpa or whatever that stupid film he did or Bad Grandpa, but this was a young Marlon Brando coming out. Yeah. This movie was really, really raw. I mean, it deals with all sorts of um, violence, domestic violence. I was just going to say domestic violence. Um, And it was panned by critics. A lot of critics were like, it's very, it's a little too violent for us. Um, Scorsese hates boxing. He'll tell you to this day, he hates boxing. He doesn't like, he doesn't consider it a sport. He said, if it doesn't have a ball, it's not a sport. Um, So he just thought it was completely asinine that he had to do this. But it was the fact of the character of this, this, young adult who never became a man yeah who just stayed a bully his entire life he was yeah. just a bully his whole life he was a bully to his family to his friends to yep. his brother i mean um the mafia the mafia <laughs> and he was a pansy for the mafia and yep. he was just um so i highly suggest you go out and run it's one of our favorite um characters it is, was is, on netflix but it's i don't i think they took it off they think they just took it off Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I just, like, I was just so, and, like, I, you know, I don't know movies like you, but I appreciate, I appreciate characters and the development of characters, and especially, like, it just with my experience studying the human condition and working as a counselor with so many people, I really lean into that stuff when I see it, even if it's fictional, and I just really, like, was watching this movie and just feeling like... It's just like there's just so much there, you know, like his obsessive jealousy with his wife is just like it almost like it's almost like you're just watching it and you're like, oh, my God, like this guy is like out of his mind. He's out of his mind. Oh, I know. But yet he is this elite. Well, not as elite as he could have been, but he's this extremely talented boxer and he's just like and his wife can do nothing. To, to it's like the them, yeah. the obsessive jealous jealousy that he has is like untreatable mm-hmm. like it's it's completely untreatable no matter what he does and then he takes it as far as the scene when he's when he's him and Joe Pesci get into it and he accuses his brother of sleeping with his wife that's an intense scene because then you're just like oh my god like this he this took is, it here yeah, yeah like, like he, this is he like took it here. <laughs> yeah and then he and then he approaches his wife about it and she's had enough and he hits her, you know, and everything. And then she says, Yeah, I slept with your brother and I slept with this guy. Just and to this get guy her off her guy. back, yeah. And then he just absolutely loses it. And he goes to Joe Pesci's house and he makes a scene there. And it's just like that was a scene in the movie where I really was like, Wow, this is a troubled yeah. he's a troubled man, you know? It wasn't deeply, the part when he was troubled. the first scene where your mother's an animal, Larry. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, that, that part too. Yeah. But but you know, going through his going through his career and his life and, and then, you know, this girl that he wanted so, so bad to be with, you know, mm-hmm. he wanted her so bad and then he gets her and she does nothing. She's, I mean, 
from what we see is like she's nothing but great to him, you know, yeah. and she supports him and he's just absolutely like psychotic, you know, yeah. he's psychotic. And then and then my my take, too, is like the boxing thing I feel like is so maybe it's just the way I watched it. But the boxing is almost secondary to him as a person. Oh, absolutely. You know, because it just seems like, you know, there's his personal life and then he talks to his trainers and he loses weight and he gets ready and then he just goes and fights. But it's like that's never really. It's never really what he wants. It's, it's never, never enough. It's never enough for mm -hmm. him, you know? And then he wants so bad, he wants a shot at the title. He wants a shot at the title. And then the mafia, I think, kind of steps in. And and he won't do what anybody's telling he won't him do, to do. Exactly. It. And they're like, okay, here's what you have to do to get a shot at the title. And he's like, no, no. no. And, then, um, and then he finally gets his shot at the title. And, and, that's, and I think that's another is another really powerful moment of the movie is the scene when they give him the belt and he's in the ring. And I'm thinking like, is he even going to celebrate? Because he's never happy. You know yeah, what I mean? No, like, no. he's never happy. He's never and he gets the bell, and he kind of, I don't know, he kind of is, like, happy about it, and he, like, I think he cries a little bit, but I remember watching it, and I'm like, he, that's not enough for him, you know? No. It's not enough. And then, um, yeah, that's a, that's a, that was an interesting scene for me, too, when he, when he finally gets the title and he finally gets the belt, and he's like, you know, it just doesn't, he's just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, back to, back, back to, to being back. a crazy, jealous yeah. lunatic, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, so his whole, that, that whole thing, um, the whole buildup. And then I was thinking it was going to end, but then there's this whole, like, end portion where they flash to him, like, completely overweight. Oh, yeah. I love that. And they're talking to him, he's like, my whole life, all I worried about was weight. Now I just want to eat and yeah. like, be with yeah. my kids. And, and he's all fat and he's in Miami and he's a club owner and, it's just really like I, I, I was trying to apply like the hero's journey to it, but it's not. It's not, no. It's definitely not no. because it's just like from the beginning to the end, he's just this troubled, dark, sad, and, and, and pain-filled character, you know? Yeah. And it just, gets, it just gets worse. Like there's no real like the only, the only like climb and little bit of climax is when he wins the title. Mm-hmm. But even, then, but even then, but even then, it's not. It's very short lived, and then he just, and then he just falls hard after that. Well, he was psychotic. He's, I mean, yeah. And then he throws the fight, and then he just, and then, and and another great scene I love too is is after he throws the fight because you think he does it on purpose as like a way to take shots at the mafia and say like I'm going to do what I'm going to do regardless of who you guys are and how powerful you are, which is when you think about it, it's really like making a statement, especially at that time in New York City, you know and how prominent the mafia was and he just goes in there and he just gets absolutely destroyed and i'm thinking like the next scene is going to be him like yeah like screw those guys blah 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 but they they pan to the next scene and he's in the weight room and he's just like bawling his eyes out well he just threw hugging. it yeah he threw it because they told him to throw it it well they didn't tell him to throw it oh that's okay no okay. no no he threw it to, he threw it to get in favor with them Okay, that's, that's right. Why. But he didn't want to do that. He didn't want yeah. to, but he did. And the problem was is that the guy that he was, the guy he was fighting at the time, um, Billy Fox, I think it was Billy Fox, um, was not fighting back. And yeah. so he was like, I was holding this guy in up. In the first round, and like, yeah, that's everybody right. In the, everyone in the stands knew, had to have known I was throwing it because exactly, I was yeah. literally helping him. Yeah. And you could see his, his trainer, his brother, like, couldn't you even just like... Oh, just Joe Pesci's something. great. He's like, like you didn't have to lift him up off the you ground. You didn't have to lift <laughs> him up. You could have done something. Like, and yeah. he says that in 1960 when he was um, in, when he was subpoenaed for the House Commission of on American Activities, 
when they said, did you throw the fight? And he said, absolutely, I threw the fight. I threw the fight because I wanted to get in favor with the mob. And yeah. he wasn't helping. I mean, he was making my case worse because yeah. he wasn't fighting back. So it just it was awful. You know, and that <coughs> Scorsese has a great, um, I think, uh, movies now that are filmed now, because it is a younger generation of, of viewers when you have a character like that that is so deeply troubled, yeah. I think the writers and the directors feel a need to create a backstory. Well, this yeah. is why this is. Yeah. But Scorsese just dumps you straight in the in, middle yeah, of lower Manhattan East Side. <laughs> yeah. He just dumps you and this is how life is. Yeah. We don't need to know where his parents came from. We don't know if he didn't get coddled by his mother or loved by his <laughs> yeah. father. We just need to know that this is who he is yeah. now and we're starting from here and that's how all of De Niro's or Scorsese's films are is they drop you into a specific time and in, in place yeah. in the world and go this is how it is and we're moving forward that's how and the they Wolf do it in The Departed they don't the, they, yep, you don't have exactly they don't do it exactly they do that in Taxi Driver they do it in yep. mainstreams they do even it in, in even in Wolf of Wall Street it's like yeah. that it, there's we don't need to have this doesn't need to be a Noah Baumbach <laughs> film where we talk yeah. about our parents and what they did yeah it's just it, and you buy it. You're going, oh, okay. Well, this is what life was like in you know 1940s in Manhattan when mm -hmm. you were an Italian American. This is what it was like. You beat your wife. You didn't have this. You didn't have that. And you moved on. And and, and you hustled. And you and and Scorsese is especially in that film. I think he was very strategic in encapsulating a moment in time. And it's a very brief moment in time. Now it hopscotches to the later 60s in Miami, but it is a short period. Yeah. It's 40s and that's it. 40 yeah. to 51 maybe. Yeah. And he just sums it up right then and there. And even the wardrobe, what they're wearing, when they go to the Catholic functions, the church functions, and the father's there. And yeah. I mean, you're just living it. You're living in Little Italy and you're going, yeah. this is exactly what it's like to be here yeah. so jake lamotta died a couple of years ago not so long ago 2017 2017 yeah. and yeah, yeah he, he died he was married four times he remained friends with vicky though nice. she um she went on and wrote wrote a book and you know famously posed for playboy at age 51 and <laughs> uh, you know had her, her own raging beauty <laughs> spread or something i don't know but uh, if you can if you haven't seen the movie um I'm, i am gonna do a shame on you yeah watch shame it. on you watch it so watch it yeah um uh, yeah thanks for doing all that research um yeah we're gonna wrap it up uh have a great time in portugal i don't know why i'm saying that now because i'll see you this weekend but yes. um and Thank hopefully you. hopefully you'll be back in here in two weeks or three weeks don't say hope. why is this everything because if you know, the building like closes, there Just will be knock on yeah. wood. You know, I feel okay. about flying. I already have my <laughs> no, not nuts. it's not you. Um, okay, yeah, check out your life in America <coughs> on Instagram, your life in America on SoundCloud, your life in America.com. It's all there. Um, and I'll be back next week and we'll I'm gonna go out with some X. Oh, nice. Yeah.